Het loopt over van schoonheid, fashion, ambitie, talent en smaak. En is absoluut niet op haar mondje gevallen. Mijn lieve vriendin, Nicky Plesser. Mm-hmm. Met mijn grote garderobe ben ik natuurlijk zelf een drag queen. Eigenlijk. Oftewel, bla bla bla. Chocolade bla. Well, Megan went home. Can't say Megan anymore. Megan. Megan. Megan, your mom's here. Megan, come... Get, no, get your wet bathing suit. It's in the plastic bag by the by the kitchen door. The Megan, your towel is on the, the washer dryer. It's all dried for you. Yep, leave it folded. I, Megan, I don't want your mother thinking that I'm sending you out here, just uh, you know, a mess. Carol, she'll be right out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megan went home. Um, is it just me? Megan won the lip sync. Um, I think, you know, I was feeling that Abby was winning the lip sync. I feel like they were, it was just two totally different approaches. Like, I feel like Megan was, uh, I mean, I guess that was <clears throat> kind of the narrative too, but it was like old school, new school. I think that Abby was doing a more showy performance, you know? Sure, sure. I mean, she did a half split at the end. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, you, you didn't go all the way down, girl. Anyway, I'm being an asshole. Um mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought, um, I wish Megan went home and didn't read Madam Madness for Filth when she went home. I'm like, girl, mm. what? Girl. I know. Girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like that left, it, it made me feel like, I guess because Madam Madness feels like a, a more sensitive energy in the room, that it was kind of like a bit of a bummer that the episode ended on Queens kind of being, you know, anti-madness. Anti-madness, sure. Uh, you know, what's interesting is that they are kind of setting up this, like, this jinx monsooning of Madam Madness. That's possible, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that she... I, th- I think the only thing that's missing for me is, like, she hasn't been killing it in the last two challenges. You know, like, there is something kind of muted in that mm. it almost feels a bit more of a Stacey Lane Matthews situation. I know we're not supposed to compare queens, but... The show only has so many narratives, you know. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. I, I want to say that her, you know, performance has been better than her runways, but uh, only slightly. Her runways have been mm. kind of like Jinx, where it was kind of like, well, you got to figure this out, Jinx. You know. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like you know her first runway was, you know, the first episode was was great, but then uh, you know yeah. these past two weeks it was like, uh, I mean, yeah. Mm, uh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I do yeah. have I do have some some thoughts on the the camouflage look that she did this mm. week. It was yeah. nothing uh, remarkable. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, you know uh, a cowhide boot. <laughs> well, it ain't hoof bad, but uh, I just <laughs> I just think that uh, uh, I I I disagree. With all of the sentiments. I don't think Madam Madness should have been the bottom. It should have been Megan and Abby. If there's anybody else that would have been in the bottom, I, I guess it could have been Janie. I, and I do have some thoughts on Janie mm. but, um, and her runway. But let's let's focus on Megan. 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 Um, I'm sorry. I loved the windmills on her boobs. Oh, you know, I I hated this dress. <laughs> I just hated it. And like, you know, and I say hate because I feel like 
that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you, it sometimes you want to look that is such a big statement that people have no choice but to go to an extreme response of either mm. loving it or hating it. And mm-hmm. so, me hating it means nothing because I'm nobody. But it's just like you know, uh, I felt like it was it was a strong choice that I did I strongly disagreed with. <laughs> well, and I guess that's okay. I I mean, it was very graphic. It did seem a little basic. It seemed like. Just if it was things tacked on to a graphic dress, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. and regardless of that, even her performance in the the challenge, it was it was struggle bus. Uh, well, that whole group. Yeah, I mean, that I, whole group, Mary. Oh I my God. I rewatched some clips, you know, before we recorded, which we're doing right now, and I got to that segment, and I was like. No, I don't have to put myself through this again. Mm. No, I'm not watching this. Uh, I So I just skipped to the other group, which was significantly better, obviously. You know, it's so funny because it started with Megan and it's it just was very apparent that she just she can't act like she, she yeah. didn't know how to figure it out. She didn't know how to figure and, it out. And that's one of those things in these challenges or in general when somebody can't act in all of the things that it means to not be able to act in terms of how you, how you carry yourself, like just the energy you give off, how you deliver the lines, how, you know, what you're doing when you're not speaking, when someone doesn't have those skills, it's like you, it's kind of like when someone can't sing, you know, about 10 seconds in at the latest that this Mm -hmm. isn't working, you know? And, and it's what was so made it even more apparent was just how good the second group was at keeping that energy and keeping that like, uh, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like like watching, you know, a bad middle school production. You know, sure, sure. And you know what? I know it's a little early to be calling BSAs this week, but if I were to give a BSA for anything, there was this one little moment, and I think, I think Madam was yelling or talking or something. Maybe it wasn't Madam. It was somebody else. Uh, no, it was Madam. Um, but Abby starts throwing pills at Megan. At her mouth. Yes. Yeah. I sent you that gif I made. It it was so funny. <laughs> it was you know it was an attempt to to find some humor in this situation. I was like, well, uh, much like those pills, very little of it landed, but <laughs> it was a good attempt. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good attempt, I guess. At that moment, at least. Um, but yeah, no. I think the problem was that nobody had anybody to kind of build off of and. What's funny is I believe that Madam Madness was the best in that group in terms of like, I don't know, understanding comedy, right? Yeah, I I think that that was one of the situations where if she had better scene partners, I think she would have done better. But I don't think that she she was no setter gene, you know what I mean? Like she could not just be like a one woman show. Right, right. Yeah, it was interesting. And, you know, I granted, like, I know that we don't know the language, right? So maybe that had something to do with it. But uh, there was also no physicality in that group. Like the other group had physicality, right? We had the the shot of, of her falling on the, the flamingo inner tube, which was hilarious, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that was so good. With the yeah. legs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But the... Uh, the perfect opportunity for some physicality was with Abby. Oh my God. Like, Oh my God, your name's Abby. Oh my God. And you don't know how to do this like orgasmic sexual thing. I was, it was just such a missed opportunity that I feel like, uh, you know, they could have leaned in more. Um, yeah. I feel like playing, playing sexy and slutty and horny is kind of 
it's so easy that it's almost like a, you know, like a crutch. You know what I mean? It's so easy for, for some, I guess, you know, for you. Maybe. For some. Yeah, I guess. I mean, playing a slut, <laughs> playing a playing a slut. What do I have to do? What's my motivation? Daddy issues. Oh, yeah, I can do I can handle that. Low self-esteem. No. Oh, yeah. Go. Got it. Now I have my through line. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, anyway, before we go into this episode, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of drag and the paradigm created by this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and speak a poopa your ass off. And I'm Colin, and Juno Birch, Google it. <laughs> like okay i mean juno's great but it's like it's not like it's liza minnelli it's not like a household name well Jesus. yeah yeah no it was that that was a little harsh and juno birch's uh cow look was pretty amazing um but yeah, yeah. i haven't seen it but i'm sure it is haven't oh. seen her other looks yeah i've seen juno birch on uh the the, the digital drag show mm-hmm. fabulous so so fucking entertaining Anyway, um, you know, Mary, I I didn't like the, the the performances in the challenge this week, and but I was very interested in the runway looks, um, and I did some research on what this challenge was based off of. Mm-hmm. So, and I just I thought that you know because we're learning about Dutch culture that maybe we would just I would just impart kind of what I was learning about with uh geisha vrouwen uh or heisha vrouwen um heisha gushy women gushy women is gushy that what women. it translates yeah, to gushy, gushy women, women. Yeah, gushy women yeah. uh <laughs> no um so basically it's these four female friends living in this rodeo drive beverly hills type of neighborhood in holland named uh i can't pronounce it but it's h-e-t-g-o-o-i het gooey uh, <laughs> um, so I guess Hoysha is a, a type of person that lives in this area, maybe, right? Mm. Um, so anyway, here are the four women, okay? There's Cheryl. Um, she Love is, her already. <laughs> she is in an unsuccessful marriage. Basically, it's because he cheats on her, right? Mm. And they can't have a baby, and oh. uh, Wilhelmina um, is a mother of three. She's kind of stuck in her marriage. This is kind of like the Charlotte type, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure, sure. And then there's uh, ruthless divorce lawyer Claire von Kempen. Uh, and this is, you know, obviously Miranda. She's, um, but she's in money troubles and basically has to come up with all these crazy ways to make money for her and her um, kind of estranged daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Easter egg, there's Anouk, and that's the Samantha Jones. This is the slutty one. She's an erotic artist. And, uh, yeah, those are the four characters. They're all friends. They all kind of confide in each other. And then there's this mysterious au pair named Tippy Wan. Um, she's Thai. And mm. she has this whole agenda of her own where she's manipulating and scheming her way into the lives of these women. Um, oh, these gushy women. Yeah, these gushy women. Uh, so I thought that <clears throat> you'd you'd like to know this is very much, um, I a, 
apparently a big name in Dutch television used to be this guy with the last name of De Mole, um, and his wife or sister, wife, I think, uh, played the main character, Cheryl, Linda De Mole. Um, mm. in the show and then he went bankrupt or something I was reading about all about this he went bankrupt and then they moved the show over to another network and then they made a movie about it you know it's one of those stories but uh, I I was enjoying seeing this like lovely little this lovely little spinoff of what this is yeah. uh, based on so it was cute mm. well thank you for the context I mean <laughs> yeah I mean it's certainly you know it had, I mean, and they name all of this in the workroom, but it has those Sex in the City, Desperate Housewives vibes, mm. um, where it was like, okay, it's it's this it's this situation, yeah. and like, yeah. as you a didn't template, need to know this, no, because all about this, to get just it. this yeah. template of these like fabulous, ridiculous, rich women, you know, rich white women, like it's you know. Uh, you don't need much for it to be, you know, a good drag. Uh, challenge you know what I mean like I just feel like you know the ingredients are simple but that's all you really need is like four women you know some drama some ridiculous costumes you know bada bing bada boom you've got a maxi challenge you know yeah yeah especially with four distinct characters right you have yeah the mother Uh you have the the pill popper the slutty one and then like you know the the one who's looking for money and the conniving one or whatever yeah yeah yeah, I uh, this was uh, an interesting <clears throat> kind of eye opening uh, little moment for me when I was learning about this whole little world, because uh, that on top of what's his face, uh, Rick Paul. Um, I yeah, I feel like my brain just got a little bit bigger. Rick Paul. Mary, talk to me about Best Supporting Actress Rick Paul's earring. <laughs> oh, I mean. You know, it it's I I think I think an <laughs> earring on a man, you know, it's it's a choice. It's very, you know, it very much is middle-aged divorced dad, you know, <laughs> aesthetic, which I love, you know. There's nothing hotter than a midlife crisis. Agreed. Oh god. Uh, agreed. I mean, oh this my guy god. this guy is married with to a man obviously, to <laughs> That's so oh, he is. Yes. <laughs> um, with uh, a son and daughter. So it's not far off that like he would have this earring. But the thing is, is like when he was judging, it was like, you know, this cute little earring. But when he was doing this maxi challenge, it was this feather. It was this long thing. And I think that I'd like a statement. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to spend too much time reading him for filth on this earring. But like. I, when I'm talking to somebody with an ear, one earring, first of all, asymmetric, that's mm. that long, I'm going to stare at it the entire time. Yeah. I'm basically going to be like a cat and I just want to <laughs> bat the earring. Let me smack it. Let me touch it. Let me just a little bit. Let me just touch it a little. You know, I had a coworker once when I used to have an eyebrow ring and mm. just, just, for, just for everybody's s- sanity. I took out my eyebrow ring when I turned 30. Okay, so don't get it twisted. But I had this coworker who who said to me, to my face, in a meeting, he's like, ugh, just keep looking at your eyebrow ring. I just want to pick it off. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so, oh, that's so, <laughs> just want to rip it. <laughs> Megan ripped it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Megan ripped it. <laughs> Megan ripped it, Mom. <laughs> Megan ripped it. Mom. <laughs> Megan, 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 Megan popped the heads off my Barbie again. Uh, Mom. <laughs> Megan, that's it. I'm telling my mother. So uh, anyway, I, 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 I felt for my coworker at this moment because I'm like, yeah, all I want to do is just, I just want, I just want to take it off. And not because yeah. I have any thoughts on men wearing earrings. I think men should wear as many earrings as they want. It's just in this particular context. And it was so long. <laughs> Yeah, at a certain point, who's wearing who? Are you wearing the earring or are you hanging off of the earring? You wear it. Well. Well. Yeah. Anyway, I I don't have much to say about the <laughs> the Queen's Day mini challenge. Um, it was very much like a, a field day that we had in yes. elementary school. Yes. Yes. They didn't have the parachute game, you know. No. No, unfortunately, but or the cakewalk, uh, right? I don't know if you did what's the cakewalk. The, the cakewalk. What's the game? cakewalk? It's basically no, it's like a, uh, you know, on the concrete, the asphalt, as you should say. Uh, you know, the teacher would draw little circles, okay, and and uh-huh. people would have to like step on each circle, and each circle uh-huh. had a number, okay, and you know, the the people would walk around while the music was playing, and then the music would stop. And mm. whatever number you were on, uh, and if, if, it, if you got, if they call out a number, sorry, I'm being terrible at explaining this. They call out a number, and if it's your circle's number, then you're out of the game. Oh. Oh. It's just no knowing. Yes. Um, it's and sort of like it, music. Yes. It's uh, a it's, bit like musical chairs meets like the floor is lava meets, yes. you know. Yes. It's just, like that. And, uh, but I will say the reason they call it a cakewalk is they often play this at carnivals or field day events. Um, and if you, I think at one point, they switch the script, right? It's only so many people left. If they call out your number, you win a cake. Oh, well, that sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, well, that that's a reason to stay in the game. Agreed. <laughs> you know? It comes in a nice little box if it's got sprinkles on it. Uh, yeah, but it's usually it's usually made by a parent, you know. Oh, but what if it's like, what if it's like, uh, oh, what if it's one of those cupcakes in an ice cream cone, you know? <laughs> Ever had one of them? No. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I I guess you literally pour the batter into like a sugar cone or a wafer cone, and then you bake it. And I guess the wafer cone doesn't burn. But then you have a cupcake inside of an ice cream cone. What? No, and no, then no, you no, frost, no, 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 and then the, the the and then the top of it, you kind of frost, and it's like a little, you know, cupcake. How do cone. they? No, 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 no. How do they bake it into that cone without it burning? Girl, these are these are good questions. We should ask. We should ask the moms at my school who used to make them for cupcake oh day. Witchcraft. Anyway, yeah, witchcraft. <laughs> that Annette Luca and her Duncan Hines witchcraft. I don't know that one reference. of the moms. That was well, Annette was one of the moms at the school. I don't think she ever made cupcakes in uh, ice cream cones, though. You know, I got called cupcake when I was in sixth grade because I had love handles. So that's good. oh god. <laughs> and I was By gay. Who? And I was gay, right? So like, who, I was who called you cupcake. Um, it was it was Matt Petalino's older brother and his friend. Oh. So my friend Matt, he had an older brother, Mark. And his friend, 
called me cupcake. Yeah. And then I remember Matt always stuck up for me because he'd be like, Mom, Mark's doing it again. Uh, you know, it was one of those things. And then, you know, Jody, her name was Jody. Oh, Jody, uh, Jody Petalino. She'd yeah. yell, she'd yell from the kitchen, Mark, stop making fun of John. Oh my God. <laughs> Never forget Mark it. was a Mark was obsessed. What do you think Mark's doing these days? <laughs> I don't know. I think that he's a bad kid. He was always a bad kid. <laughs> mm. Uh but anyway, yeah. So uh Cupcake was went to me for being fat and gay. I was a gabe. Mm. I was a gabe. You were a Gabe, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was a Gabe. Uh, I was a Gabe. What are you gonna do to divorce me? <laughs> I'm it, baby. I I'm am it. it. Give me water. Give me turnips. Get me water. Get me turnips. <laughs> Get me turnips. <laughs> so anyway, I <laughs> uh, we were talking about cupcakes because we were also talking about the cakewalk and the this, cakewalk. This Queen's Day challenge. The Queen's um, Day challenge. I just have to say, there's something about the meta moment of these challenges on Drag Race that I appreciate. That if somebody just turned the channel to this they would see this absurdity. The other thing mm -hmm. I appreciated about this moment is that th that one challenge where they were like eating baked goods off of a line. I was like, yeah, this is what I pictured when I thought about drag race Holland. <laughs> yes. I imagined spice cakes being gnawed on. I don't know. Why, I can't explain why, but it just seemed like, nope, that's it. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's something kind of like quaint and like, I don't know. It all seems like something that could be happening, you know, in midsummer. Uh, I, I think. Midsommar. <laughs> midsommar. Uh, and then, you know, and then the oldest two queens jump off a cliff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Abby, oh my God, was basically dressed up like Florence Pugh at the end of that movie anyway, with all those flowers. Abby, oh my God. Yeah, Abby, the, only oh my thing, God. the only thing that they should have done is burned it. But anyway. Yeah, really. Yeah, they should have put this whole challenge in a bear costume. <laughs> burned it. Um, but I did also enjoy... <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I did enjoy. There was whatever challenge where they were supposed to drop a needle into a into a jar that That's, was supposed to be a yes, toilet. Yes. And it was. And I don't. Poopa. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's there is something about the word toilet that has the word poop in it that is. I'm assuming is a slang because it was like needle in the pooping. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. it's it's speak a poopa. Speak a poopa. Yeah, because they said, all right, ready, set, speak a poopa, your ass off. <laughs> All right, well, I've looked up toilet, and in Dutch, it's toilet. What is toilet in Dutch? Uh, well, you could also call it a cleed camera, a bad camera, a WC, a toilet pot, or a secrete. Oh, a secrete. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just, listen, this is what Google tells me. Do not write me letters. No worries. And granted, I just assumed speak a poopa meant... Uh, nail nail the toilet but uh maybe that's also bad translation maybe it's not called nail in the toilet maybe it's yeah something else you know speak a poopa i'm gonna google speak a poopa <laughs> no don't google speak a poopa um, i wish i could have been kind of turned on by this challenge but because because it said nail in the toilet i was like okay no 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 my brain isn't going 
to a sexy version of somebody squatting, you know? No, no. I'm, there's something about the word toilet that just, it's everything. It's all over. I like in, so. It's just a small toy, isn't it? A toilet. It's a toilet. <laughs> it's just a little toy that you pee in. Um, like in Australia, they don't call them bathrooms. They call them toilets. So it's like, oh, you know, like, like for example, if you were cruising someone, it's like, oh, meet me in the toilet. It's like, I'd rather not. But there's something so in, dirty and grungy and sexy about that, though, right? Well, you know. In an Aussie uh, accent, right? Like, Yeah, it depends on how clean the bathroom is. Honestly, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I like mean, when you yeah. Say, yeah. When you say, to- like, meet me in the public park toilet, I think of just, like, a handicapped stall from hell. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. But if yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, a clean, you know, like it's a, a department store, like a JCPenney's with one of those basement bathrooms where guys hook up in the mall, then, okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a little uh, different than like the Barnes & Noble bathroom. Well, no, the Barnes & Noble oh. bathroom is always terrible. Oh, um, God, the Barnes & Noble bathroom, especially at Union Square, is... Um, there's I, always I a really, line, which is yeah, awful. It's awful. There's always someone in there who's just in some variation is having a terrible time in life. Like the most tragic figures are going to the bathroom at Barnes and Noble. Well, I always think about that Margaret Cho joke where she is, you know, she's about to go and she's on the highway and she's just as desperately looking. Oh, for I a Barnes love Noble. that. I love that bit when she starts to, Oh my God, that is because that it has a similar cadence to the "My name is Gwen, I'm here to wash your vagina," yes, where yes. she just keeps repeating something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that joke. It's, it's, she doesn't she she shits her pants. She shits her pants. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. Oh my God, I love that. There's that other. Uh, I think the cadence you're also thinking of, isn't it? Um, I'm peeing blood, right? <laughs> Right? No. Do you remember that? I, no. When she has, she develops an eating disorder. It's actually a pretty dark story that she finds the comedy in, which I think is beautiful. Uh, but it's when she develops an eating disorder because of her show. Man, we're taking a turn here. Um, yeah. Because of the show, uh, All American, All American Girl. Girl. And you know, there's so much trauma around her, whether it's her race or it's her being a woman. Um, that went into why that was a traumatic experience for her. And anyway, she developed an eating disorder and it, it got really, really bad and she was dating somebody. And anyway, yeah, there's that, that cadence. Somebody's yeah. knocking on the door and she's like, I can't come out. I'm peeing blood. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, um, terrible. Terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> terrible. Just, yeah, just <laughs> dropping a needle in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Speaker the poopa. Speaking uh, of, yeah, the, the needle and the speaker poopa. <laughs> speaker poopa. Um, um, yeah, I, I, uh, this challenge again. It's, it's one of those absurdist things that I just really appreciated. So, yeah, yeah, this was, uh, it was fun. You know, benign, harmless, benign, uh, not ba, but benign, um, yeah. benign, benign. Uh, the other thing that was brought up kind of at the start of this episode is just. The the hangover drama between Janie and Abby. Oh I don't, boy, we don't need to talk about it. Um, mm. But you know what's interesting, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but they they have been showing the ages consistently underneath their names, right? And mm-hmm. so I just there's this something so shady about it, right? It's like it can inform what they're saying in the confessional. So when it like Janie pops up and she's saying this stuff or when Abby pops up and it's saying this stuff, it's like 23 years old, 
you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i know and i i i immediately think oh okay but how but how old are you you know which you know is not always fair of course no, but it's not. it's uh, not because you have somebody like aquaria right right exactly but i feel like in this situation it's yeah, kind it of smalls. supporting that because yeah. Yeah. abby is abby is really you know in her cups and Janie's like yeah, i She's like, I just, this is not, this is not real. This drama is not real. I'm right, sorry. Right, right, Yeah, Janie, um, I'm not so sure I see this attitude as her insecurity, which is normally how I see somebody that mm-hmm. comes in and says, I'm sorry I'm so direct and giving my opinion. If, I th- if you think I'm a real bitch, you can tell it to my face, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I don't see this as insecurity with Janie. I think she's just honest and she didn't really mean it to be this this drama i yeah yeah i got the same impression this week this didn't feel like it was coming from someone who was trying to like hide their own you know fears or anxieties but was just like in fact probably very confident and i think one of our marys also said like in general there's kind of a uh a tradition of being more direct among dutch folks right. so there's probably a bit of that as well right uh but it, yeah it it after this week i mean i i wasn't I wasn't feeling so strongly that Janie was, oh, we've got a villain. We've got a bitch in the room. It was just like, oh, I think Janie is just kind of, you know, talented how it is. Because I think the key is like, I don't think Janie's been wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the thing. She's not been wrong. She's just been, she's been delivering it not in the way that Abby wanted it. And I think Abby even explained that. She's like, look, if I ask, tell me. But I didn't ask you, bitch. Which I also get. I think that's also a valid point. It's like, Oh, you know what? Just don't give your opinion. But at the same time, to in Janie's defense, it's a fucking reality show. Like, that's what she's supposed to do, Abby. Yeah. Abby, right. oh my that's God. What she's... <laughs> Abby. Abby, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. yeah. I, and I feel like, am I remembering correctly that in the preview for next week's episode, I feel like there's some silly, there's more of this kind of fighting. Oh, am I, remembering I, didn't, this I didn't watch the preview. No. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm sure there's more. Ugh. But... God. Well, then maybe one of them will go home. Oh, right. You can only hope. <laughs> I like drama. I do. But this doesn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't working for me. Yeah, it's not. It's, I, I think, you know, and it, and, it, and it bears mentioning that, you know, this is our fourth season of Drag Race we're recapping this year. So it's also kind of like, my. I'm a little desensitized at this point. It's like, listen, you're going to really have to like, step it up Holland if you want me to feel like the drama you know what I mean Mm. like we've already seen you know three three other seasons of of varying degrees of drama sure sure we had Derek Barry and India Farah in All Stars 3 yeah you you called her a pig in a wig right so like this is where the bar is well I think the bar is actually Jimbo v Baga oh Oh, yeah no that is ugh Rita oh, yeah. She read <laughs> so a bag of read a bag of filth. So good. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Marys. Before we go on, we have to take a quick little break. Hey, Marys. Let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. 
which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp. And that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, uh, do you want to talk about these looks? Looks, looks, looks. You know, I do want to talk about the looks. Uh, and the first look I would like to talk about is Sedergine. Sedergine! Uh, and I don't know if I want to talk about the runway yet, but I do want to talk about Sedergine looking like Gilly or that Nancy comic from the 30s. <laughs> In the challenge. Oh, in the challenge. Oh, well, so here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to say, again, I know we're not supposed to compare queens. Because you know what? Four seasons in one year, you know, I, I can't help it. But there was something about that group where I was like, okay, so we've got Jinx Monsoon fighting with <laughs> Pearl. And then Sugar Kane is rubbing up against uh, this pit crew member. And uh-huh. then we've got Alaska getting high on pills over here. Like, I couldn't believe how much each of them, like, unavoidably looked like other queens. Like, if you look at, for example, I mean, I was getting a bit of Sugar Kane from uh, Miss Peru. But also, there was something about... Envy, Miss Envy Peru's look that if you go back and look at the season five promo look of Roxy Andrews, it's it's strangely similar. Like it it is eerily similar that I am not stretching, I don't think. But I'm gonna just promo look season five. Do your thing. I thought Sedergine uh looked like Gilly meets Nancy. And then also a little bit of Cynthia from the Rugrats. Uh, just because uh-huh. her hairline was so far back. <laughs> yes, I mean, Sedergine, I, I, this was kind of like the opposite of what I was saying at the beginning of the episode, earlier in the episode, about like how you can tell right away when someone just does not have this skill. I feel like with Sedergine, it was like right away, it was like, oh, you, you know, Courtney knows how to play sexy. Like, you know how to do sure. this. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, the other person that I thought was also very natural was... Chelsea boy because mm-hmm. Chelsea to me first of all Chelsea I'm getting first of all I'm falling in love with Chelsea and I'm getting a winner's edit um yeah I, I the from the confessionals to this challenge she's just very expressive and flexible and I am here for it um and we can we can talk about the moment that she had in Illuminati dog um but do you want? Did you want to talk about your reference to the All Stars? Sorry, season five look. 
Did you find it? I found it. It it looks similar enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you know, maybe I'm stretching slightly, but I still think, you know, I'm the vibes I'm getting are the vibes I'm getting. Um, but I agree. I I think that Chelsea Boy uh, is is hitting all the notes for me. You know, the looks have been consistently great. The talking heads have been charming. I think that she's. I'm. I'm. I'm in full support of a quiet queen who's kind of you know coming up from behind. I think that's an exciting narrative to watch, especially if you go back and rewatch seasons. It's fun to see queens like that kind of emerge. Uh, sure, you know, and and it's the kind of queen where like so far I have no objections if somewhere down the line Chelsea Boy wins and be like, yeah, I I I, lo- I love that. I love that for her. I love that journey. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm rooting for Chelsea Boy right now to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because, first of all, I've been liking her performance. But this episode, she had an Illuminati dog moment where she was talking about her drag. Uh, not to mention, side note, I love Hollow Eve for just changing my perspective on the word fishy. I... Just whether, you know, I don't think we should cancel anybody for it, but like I love that Hollow Eve has now completely changed what I hear when somebody's talking about a fishy look. But uh, I just think that's really powerful. Yeah, and, and that's for all I wanted Mary's to say. who don't know, Hollow Eve was a, a contestant on season three of Dragula who had a, yes. um, a lot to say in general and lots of spiders all over her tits. <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, so she has this moment where she's talking about her drag, and I'm just going to read some of the translation. I know that it wasn't translated properly, but uh, basically, uh, you constantly change as a person. Drag is not a goal in itself. Drag is a mirror reflecting whatever's going on inside of her. Um, And whatever she was afraid to show is what she likes to explore in her drag. And I, I just, I love that. I think that is so powerful. Well, it's, it's it's a nice antidote to kind of the more strict definitions that people place about <clears throat> what drag's supposed to be or what you're supposed to be doing in it or or you know how you're supposed to look or what the what the goal is so to speak and I think mm. you know it I I like the broadness of this and and that there is kind of a correlation with well, as a person, you change. And so, like, certainly wouldn't your drag change with that? And, like, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. I think for a person to change and for their drag to not be allowed to change kind of ultimately eventually makes their drag less interesting. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, I just, like, isn't that the best kind of art? One that goes on a journey based on the artist? Yeah. I think that's, it's just so interesting to track. And you, you're always going to be challenged Every single time you look at it, I mean, granted, there's something really nice about expectation and, uh, you know, one lens, so to speak. But I just appreciate the vulnerability of it all and, and being able to relate to different types of struggles, perhaps. When I, and it kind of relates to other, you know, like musicians or, you know, actors mm. or, you know, mm-hmm. movie directors or whatever, where they, you know, someone comes out with a new album that's, you know, oh, this is the a much quieter album or this is reflective of, of this period of their life or this is this, you know, direction that they're going or, you know, when, when an actor takes a role that is sort of wildly out of type for them and, you know, knocks it out of the park, like people are excited by that. And I think mm. that 
having the room for that. You know, like I think of like Charlize Theron in Monster. You know, like that role was so not a role that she was playing in any other movie. And that was part of what was so great about that performance was like, oh, this is so not quote unquote you. This is so not how we know you. And it doesn't like change people's understanding of her as an actress. It just kind of expands it and deepens it. And so I kind of feel like it's the same thing, you know, it's like, you know, you try, I mean, I think Cetergene is a great example of that this whole season. I mean, three, three episodes in so far to kind of have a brand of drag and then to do things that are unexpected and it kind of wears that through line of like, Oh, you know, here's, here's what's, here's what's recognizable or common about Cetergene, but here's all the different variations that she can do and the different risks she can take. And I, I feel like that's, yeah, that's kind of across the board. It's not always successful. Sometimes someone comes out with a new album and it's like, oh, this is not at all what your last album was like, and I like that so much more. But at least it's not monotonous. Right, and I think some people would agree with, would disagree with you and, and say, at least it's not monotonous. They wouldn't see it as monotonous. They're like, why ruin a bad thing, right? But, I, you know, I think we're different. We're just different consumers. Uh, when it comes to Chelsea Boy, just the idea of somebody finding a demon or finding something they're struggling with within and then seeing how that manifests or being creative enough to create a visual representation or a performance of how that manifests I find so interesting. It reminds me very much of a Sasha Velour, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's, it, it, there's a, a transcendent level to it that I appreciate. I know I'm getting like lofty with drag, but whatever, it's what we do. Um, I just really appreciate that to know that Chelsea boy goes there. Granted all season, we're going to be seeing Chelsea boy and you know, her doing these challenges. So it might not get that deep, but uh, I do hope that maybe we do get to see some depth from her looks um, mm. in, in, in terms of things that she's, quote unquote, struggling with or going on inside of her. Well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, th- yeah, her first three runways. I mean, the Alien Queen was just like a genius uh, idea. And then the, that spray paint look last week was my favorite. That was so cool yeah. and like yep. had a narrative to it. Like you could look at that and you could infer so much like story and like potential like inner conflict or challenges or whatever from that look and from that idea um Mm, and same with the alien look on right yeah if if the challenge was like name a queen that resonates with you and she's like an alien queen girl like like that speaks volumes right there well yeah and Uh, i mean that and that whole character of the alien queen is so uh complex anyway because at the end of the day the alien queen is just a mother trying to protect her children you know so like the alien queen in the alien franchise is is a is a villain so to speak but she actually has her own uh sympathetic narrative and so right um i feel like there's a lot of depth in choosing that character and then this week i mean i i thought this was so fucking cool and you know i i liked that it was a fun visual story, but then there was kind of this metaphor of like, isn't this kind of what this year was like? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. when you say that, I kind of love that lens. So I think we're definitely getting it. But what I also love is that she's not beating anyone, anyone over the head with it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, it's like, if you get the references, you get them, you know? And I right. think that's exciting. I thought that not only was the look so nuanced if you think about the hair styling of that Mm -hmm. just i mean so detailed but the performance 
was just as high level. Yeah. Uh, that she was able to make that dress work even more with the performance. It, it, to me, it's just won. And I can't believe she didn't win this challenge. Well, yeah, honestly, like, I, I think if we were to combine performance and runway, I, you know, it's like performance-wise, to be honest, I think Setter Jean like stole the whole fucking show. I, to me, like everyone else was good and Setter Jean was great. You know, I thought a runway was, was, it was good. It was good. But you know, also like classic pizza queen. I was like, okay, I mean, this is fine. You're, you're Setter Jean, you know? Uh, so, hey girl, hey. But I mean, uh, I, 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 I did not, I did not expect Mama Queen to be winning. I'll say that much. No, and I will say this. I I thought her look was really great. I I mean, she was basically naked on stage. Yeah, the stoner so I'm queen. Like, eh, yeah, the stoner queen. Um, I like the tattoos. You know, you could say what you want about the dreaded wig uh, and the cultural oh, appropriation. I, I, I don't think that's... The less well, said on Colin, that issue, the on. better. Sorry. I know. Yeah, I was going to say it's not our mm. issue necessarily to talk about, but it's worth just mentioning that it is something. Um, but there's there's just... There wasn't much fabric. It was a great look. I just didn't see much that she did. She created a look out of nothing, which is kind of the challenge, natural materials. So I did kind of appreciate that. When she came down the runway, I went, she's medicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's medicated. Yeah. Uh, I can't her, say her that without holding an imaginary joint and, like, waving <laughs> it. She, uh, her performance in the challenge, I didn't think deserved as much praise as it got. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. She was, you know, uh, a rat race Lucy Ricardo for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She was on that bus. Yeah, I yeah. I thought she was fine. I mean, there was that one point where she kind of like had a moment of shock and then she kind of like held her wig in place and I thought that was a cute moment. But listen, like... Setergine falling into the inflatable flamingo and those le those legs flopping oh, I up. Know. It's like yeah, I no, know. like this is. Uh, I'm getting. I'm again because there's limited narratives and we've done four seasons of Drag this year. I can't help it. It it's making me feel the way I felt with Jimbo during Drag Race. You know Canada's Drag Race. It was like, what do you mean Jimbo didn't win? This was like mm. the clear best performance in the room. But whatever. In terms of acting, I just didn't love her run. I thought her runway was put together really well. You know, I'm having a problem with some of these runways on Hall and Mary. I got to say, like, when Evan Envy came out, I just wanted this to be so much bigger. I mean, she didn't even steam the cape. I was like, okay, you can fucking paint mm. for the gods. And it's such a shame because... The, the corset was this padded corset that was, you know, it was okay. And she had a reveal, which I loved. But after the reveal, it was like, okay, this all could have been so much bigger. The cape was too small and it wasn't steamed. And I just wasn't that impressed when, it, when she revealed. It just didn't speak to me the way that I feel like it could have. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm going to go down the list here, Mary, I'm sorry. Janie walking down in that terrible... Like nothing wig I, that was supposed to be wet, I get, but like, no, oh. and the dress itself, I was just like, no, yeah, no, it looked like she made this before she walked on the runway, it was too short. She had this uh, effect of like the water coming out, but it was barely an effect. Maybe that's because they didn't show it enough, but like, I barely caught it. 
I just was like, no, 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 no. And also, the, wasn't the challenge like natural materials? This was plastic. I, I, and I don't think I grasped that this was a natural materials thing. I think I just saw, oh, Miss Holland. So it's, it's Dutch things. I don't know. I just wasn't, I guess I looked away from the subtitles of that second, but I agree. I mean, it's certainly not natural materials unless we're supposed to be considering the water, but I, I thought the whole, I thought it was, I thought it was weird and kind of messy and kind of like, like, and then, yeah, the, the, the thing with the water coming out, I was like, well, it's not enough to look like it's supposed to be happening. It just seems like something tore right. along the way. And so right. it was, um, yeah, this was, this was not my favorite look. I did, I did not think this was a strong look at all. I was, I was kind of surprised she didn't get red for it more because she wasn't that strong in the challenge either. Like, I don't think this is a great week for Miss oh Jackie Harry. Was safe for this. Yeah. I wish they would have read her for this. Honestly, yeah, uh, it, it just didn't seem. It didn't seem right. Um, and then Abby comes out in a dress that's just way too short. It, it was like mm. there was her napkin was, dress. And it was, yeah, her napkin dress. It was just so messy. I like the flowers very midsomar, but it was, I don't know. I, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I would say that I, I mean, Yes, I, there were certainly some that I felt were really strong. You know, I mean, I think Chelsea Boy was certainly one of the strongest looks. I think who else had a strong look? Um, you liked Cedergine, but I'm I, also well, I, I liked a Cedar, little underwhelmed. I liked Cedergine in that I like Cedergine. You know what I mean? That this is it, uh-huh. Pizza Queen territory. I was like, yeah, okay, there's Cedergine. Uh-huh. I don't judge you on yeah. these things. Um, yeah, I you know objectively, I think if she had a, a an even stronger runway, I think that she could have won this week. But um, you know, I'm not gonna, not gonna cancel her for it. Uh, you know, Mama Queen was like, okay, yeah, that that's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mama Queen. It was like, okay, this is. I think it was somebody called it couture, which I'm like, okay, I I I don't know anything about couture. Yeah, but I thought it was a well put together look uh, that fit the brief really really well. And then compared to everybody else, it was like, okay, and. It's clear to me that Chelsea Boys was the best, and yeah. she didn't win the challenge. But whatever, and it was they, I, I, they gave her praise, which was good. Well, and they did, which was nice. But it was surprising, I think, from like an episode structure standpoint. And this happened the first week where we didn't really get any time with Miss Mama Queen this week. We didn't get any backstory. Right. We, we got none. Chelsea backstory about her family. We got, mm-hmm. you know, Envy uh, Peru. We got, yeah, which but is like, very interesting. but I think in terms of Chelsea, it's like we got kind of all of the hallmarks of someone who's either going to win or go home. And then oh. she did well in the challenge. She did great on the runway. We got to know more about her and like her and fall in love with her backstory even more this week. Like all of this was an edit for someone who's going to win this week. And meanwhile, it was like Mama Queen. Like I don't, I think she had one talking head. It's she, she's right. she's been the Cameron Michaels of this season. <laughs> uh, Cameron Michaels thinks you're the merch person. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh no, it's Kimchi thinks, thinks you're the, thinks the merch, merch person. person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kimchi thinks you're the merch person, Mama Queen. Um, yeah, and then we have Ma- Madam Madness with the, oh. the Dutch cowgirl Mary. Mary. Yeah, so. Well, the first thing, she came down the runway and I went, she's caffeinated. God help us. (laughs) God help us. 
We're going to steer you in a different direction. <laughs> I thought you were going to go moo. No, but I, but I do have a beef with this look. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, like a bow in a Delft shop. Yeah. <laughs> she was just flanked with problems. This look. Oh, oh God. I, you know, I couldn't believe it wasn't butter. <laughs> Vaguely cow related, but yeah, yeah, sure. Well, utter. Oh, utter. Oh, oh. Can't believe it was not utter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know, beauty is is only skim deep. So, um, what did you what did you think of the look? Um, beauty's only skim deep. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I give that one percent. Oh my God! Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moo. So, I'm milking it, Mary. I'm yeah, milking it. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you brown cow dunning yet? <laughs> so what did I think of this look? I think that it was... I mean, it's like, it's like Madam Madness. When did you lose control of the cow? When I got the cow, you know? It, I, it, yeah, it was a mess. It was kind of like... I, I would love to know what in her head she thought this was going to be it wasn't as bad as i was expecting once she was like frantically gluing on flowers you know last minute but i didn't think it was that bad i liked the detail of her painting her chest hair i thought that was actually really brilliant and read really well on the runway mm. um i loved the boots and i, I mean the fact that she used her beard as a spot, I thought was, you know, resourceful. Um, the wig was maybe a mess. It should have been a lot bigger. Um, mm. But, I, you know, I love that she threw the purse, much like, what was that drag queen that threw something? That famous gif you always send me. Oh. She th <laughs> she throws something at the girl. Oh, oh, that. that's when Shangela and Venus Delight are lip syncing and she throws her wig at the girls. And the ones in the back are like ducking. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I, I didn't think it was that terrible. And I saw the effort, whereas like, Janie Jacquet, I just didn't see any effort in her look. Yeah, I think you could say that, like, Madame Madness definitely tried harder, it seemed, or, like, had a more complex concept. And there has to be some points for that of, like, well, I mean, you really mm. went for an idea here. Whereas, you know, I don't know if you've ever gotten, like, Blue Apron or one of those boxed meal delivery things. But, you know, everything comes in, the, in these, you know, uh, sort of... Uh, insulated bags that have these like you know ice bags in them that of course melt by the time you get them so they're just these like bags of like gooey water have you ever had them oh. that's kind of how this read to me that she was just wearing like blue apron mm -hmm. freezer bags yes yes i've seen those before but you know it's just very interesting because you have janie doing that and meanwhile all these other girls are sending madam out to pasture for not being creative and i'm over here like bullshit vivian bullshit <laughs> help us uh, I'm not I'm not even going to participate I'm not even going to participate I will not uh, I am uh, anyway I I it 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 seems like such wonderful fabricated drama to root for this underdog of Madam Madness unfortunately under cow if you will <laughs> Utter dog. I'm not, 
you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna no. participate in this. No, I'm, you know, not gonna. No, not gonna do it. Uh, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Um, Great. I. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately though, I think that Drag Race Holland is, is, is going to give us Mad of Madness going home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they're going to flip the script and make Mad of Madness go to the top three. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the fact that they're sending Patty Pam Pam home, you know, I'm just like, okay. And, and room, like I, it's clear that they're on a different trajectory, but I do hope that they build a storyline where Madam sticks around for three or four more episodes, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm agree. I don't get the impression that Madam's going to turn the beat around or anything like that. I mean, happy to be wrong, but it, yeah, of course. it, it does, of course. For her. it does yeah. feel like if we're, if we're trying to sort of, you know, figure out front runners, I feel like, you know, Envy Peru, I feel like, I think Chelsea Boy, I think Sergine, I think um, even Janie Jacquet. Like, I think these are kind of the the top four, you know, that we're looking at here. Mm, yeah. Uh, it, it, for me, my money's on Chelsea Boy right now. I think uh, it uh, it's surprising that Janie Jacquet might have a top three edit. But maybe that makes sense with kind of a slight villain edit. I would put Envy Peru closer to the top. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I just think she is, besides this week, but like she just paints impeccably. She does. Yeah. I mean, I think that she, and she did great last week. She won the mini challenge and the maxi challenge. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I would say that, you know, I don't expect Abby, oh my God, to go Abby that much further. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't. Re- I think you know, Mad of Madness is gonna get carted away, uh, and uh, <laughs> who's left? Who am I not thinking of? Uh, oh, Mama Queen, Mama, Mama Queen. Queen, Mama Queen. I, mm, I, it, it's it's this weird trajectory she might be having. Yeah, I just honestly I keep forgetting about Mama Queen. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I don't think she's a beautiful queen, but they're not giving us much of her. I'm not yeah, I'm just not getting much of her from her about her. So um mm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, but she won this week, so she won this week. I I'm you know, I guess I'm I'm excited to see what happens. If I'm being totally honest with you, this whole season is not captivating me quite yet. I and I'm I'm checking myself. I'm, I, I keep checking myself. I'm, is it is it the culture? Is it the the pandemic? Is it the you know everything that's going on in the world? Is it because I'm distracted right now, or is it the subtitles? Like I, I'm I so I'm gonna try my best to stay engaged and try to really celebrate these queens as best as I can. You know, despite any flaws, any things that might come out. Like all right, let's just focus on this drag right now. I think that's what we need. Um, I, I I'm doing my best. And yeah. I'm also not impressed yet. Well, and so. I think it's totally fair to just be like, hey, I don't love this season as much as the others. And and not that it's bad, but it's fine, you know? I mean I think you It's fine. You find the you find the pearls, you know, you find the, the, the gems Ooh, that come out where of you, it. Where you where you find it, Mary, all over your face. All over my face, all over my oh, neck. All over my tits. All <laughs> over my tits, just dripping into every crevice. So I, you know, like I, again, I, I'm excited to kind of, you know, 
Chelsea boy and Setter Jean and their drag and their, you know, I'm like, well, that's a gem. So I don't have to love the whole competition, but those are queens I'm excited by. Yeah, like Canada, I loved, loved Rita Vega and Jimbo. And that kind of like kept me going. And I know you loved uh, Scarlet Bobo. Scarlet so, Bobo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and look who won, you know, not the queen we were expecting. And we were like, oh, good. I'm glad she won. Right. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I just had a moment matter. of like, wait a minute. Who won Canada's drag race? I, I Say like, her name. Yeah. Say her name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's her name? What, what's her name? <laughs> Priyanka. It's just been so many of them. Um, I, I did enjoy, uh, there's, so, there's just been a lot of, we've, I mean, I was trying to think of like how many queens have we talked about this year between four seasons of, of drag competition. We have been, uh, oh, and uh, season what? 10 mini challenges. I mean, like we've, oh yeah. 34 at least, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 34 plus 14, 13. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 13. Well, we did talk about a 14th queen. <laughs> right. Ross Matthews. Ross Matthews. <laughs> of course. Um, Mimi, I'm second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mimi, I'm catfishing. Uh, yeah. I... I just, you know, I sympathize with RuPaul because it's like, yeah, after a while, you do so many of these shows back to back, you can't remember, you know, who was who, who won what. So, you know, I, I you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about the fracking, but like, at least in terms of uh, forgetting who queens are, I understand why Ru forgets. Yeah. You know, I feel like people are, it's interesting because Ellen just came back recently, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which I find interesting, but it's like the fact that people can't uncancel RuPaul, and yet people like Jeffrey Star and whatever that other little James Charles and mm-hmm. uh, and Ellen that they can become uncancelled so quickly. I'm I'm just like I don't understand. I don't understand. They're all complicit, right? Just as much as RuPaul is. But people want to keep RuPaul canceled. And I, I just don't understand. So Yeah, I mean, it's as, as people say, it's quite inter- interesting. It's quite you know, inter- interesting. It, it's interesting that the same people on Twitter that are, you know, yelling about how uh, Jeffrey Borey Chapman is being targeted uh, because he's a black man are not defending RuPaul for being a black man. Sure. Yeah. Like if there is kind of that lens, then RuPaul doesn't even get that pass as well. Not pass. Doesn't get that kind of like, there's no questioning of why he's getting so voraciously canceled. And by by the way, like I just, I'm going to bite my tongue because I'm just going to say things people don't agree with. But I, uh, (laughs) I, I am not. I'm I'm not really on that bus to Cancelville for RuPaul. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not on the Cancelville bus at all, Mary. Right? Yeah. I think you agree with me on uh, in general. We're not on a cancel bus because it we there needs to be room for growth. And I know that it's frustrating. And I know that we don't want to wait, and we shouldn't have to wait. And we waited so long, but like we need to allow people to respond and to grow and to fix and to mend and, and to learn. And there's one way of coming at somebody, and then there's another way. Yeah, and I I don't want to do the way that people do online. I just don't want to do it that way. Well, and I think I think that that whole like cancel culture is it's just so. I mean, we've talked about cancel culture so many times, but I think it kind of corroborating with what you're saying is there is this kind of 
you know, well, we've made the final decision on you. Now, you know, go off and, and you know, live in a cave somewhere. We never want to see you again. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I think there's no value in banishing people because they've said something or done something that you disagree with. That, yeah, right, right. And, and what's interesting is that it's, it's usually people within our communities because we're, you know, we're circling our wagons to make sure that everybody's right and everybody's on our side and, and is perfect. And these purity tests, they, they're, they're false. Nobody, nobody, nobody will uh, succeed at them when put to the test. That is the term for it. These purity tests. That's exactly what this shit is. And, you know, uh, and, and, and granted, I know that RuPaul has privilege, but you can't, you, you can't discount Miss Geist. You can't discount her as a trailblazer. So wouldn't you want a trailblazer like Ellen, like RuPaul to come along? Exactly, right? Like, don't you, like, exactly, exactly. Like, I think there is so much value that, that someone can, that has brought and could bring and can evolve on, you know, on right, other things. Right. But it's like, instead to just be like, you know, oh no, you're canceled. And like, I just always go back to, it's like, you know, just for context, not to be that girl, but it's like that phone that you're using to tweet how someone is canceled likely used child labor somewhere to be built. So like we are all no one, you know what I mean? Like we are all disregarding truths that are inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, this might not go down easy for some people and I understand that it's uh, people are very upset right now and I get it, but I just, I, I think that we need to also consider nuance and context and if you see a situation and you only see it as black and white and no context, right? Like somebody's age, like some, like the people that this person is surrounded by, like, like any conversations that this person has had, right? You don't know everything. And I, I just feel like we see things online that are so black and white and we forget that there's a whole life going on outside of that person's persona on the internet, right? I think about uh, someone like RuPaul, someone uh, someone that has been canceled, right? Um, and it, it's it. What frustrates me is the lack of consistency um, in it, which makes me feel like it's not uh, genuine, that it's mm-hmm. more performative than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, you know, and I'll probably get canceled for saying it. So wouldn't that be the irony? Wouldn't that be the irony? And, you know, and, and like, and what does that mean? Does that mean that you have to then, you know, change your name and disappear from this world? Because <laughs> change your name, change it around, change it around, <laughs> change your name, change it around. Yeah, I uh, there's just so much to consider. Right. And granted, like, dude. I'm not talking about racists. I'm not talking about people that commit violence, right? Like, I'm, you know, like physical violence. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all of these other gray things. So, mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway. I agree. I, uh, I, I'm with us. I'm with us. <laughs> you're, you're one of us. You're a peach. <laughs> you're a peach. You're with us. You're with us. Um, so anyway, and by the way, it's not, it makes me so maddie. It's, mm. I just get so maddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you got to be so good? Uh, <laughs> 
Anyway. I know that um, you're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, League of their own. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Mary's. We just went on a little rant. I don't know. How did we get on that rant? I don't know. I don't know. I think Was we... it uh, canceling, canceling Megan? Canceling? I don't think Megan's canceled. Who would cancel no, Megan? No. <laughs> Megan. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was just about, oh, because you know what? We don't really love this season. <laughs> right. That's why. And then we were like, oh, RuPaul doesn't remember any of your girls' names. And I'm like, you know what about RuPaul? Yeah. <laughs> you know what about that queen? Lay off that queen a little. Because I can't uh, remember these queens either. But I do. I did enjoy the lip sync song. I don't know. The performance itself. Oh, whatever, but so good. Love that yeah. song. And yeah, I did just remember that there is some drama we see next week next to the craft services table. Uh, <gasps> it's some uh. it's some set uh, some Cetergine and Abby. Oh, my God. Drama and Cetergine. You know, Abby is telling Cetergine that you're a fake. You're a faker. Oh, so. I wonder if there's fried food. Uh, oh, I mean, it definitely looked like there were I, I couldn't get a good look, but that is certainly the first thing I'll be paying attention to during next week's episode is what is on the snack table. Mm, snacks. Snack. How do you say snack in Dutch? Snack in Dutch. Swift. 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 So snack <laughs> is Snack. Snack. Oh, but if you wanted, you know, there's another word. There's uh, twilfertje, which is like lunch, luncheon, or snack. Let's get a let's get a, uh, an audio on that. Oh, it didn't okay. play. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna give our outro so Marys can get on with it. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on Drag Race Holland, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can uh, email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can find me, Johnny, on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. There we go. Twelve for Twelve for Um Oh, she's a twelve for uh, anyway, you can find me on my podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance and tall virtues. You can find me on Best Supporting Podcasts, Queen Out About Best Supporting Actresses. You can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, Twitter at Colin Drucker. Uh, and of course, you can get more of both of us, including a bonus episode every single week. And now is a great time to become a Matreon because we're getting into our spooky Matreons. Uh, all month. Uh, and the best way to do that, the only way to do that, honestly, is to go to patreon.com slash all right mary all right mary well we have a last chance lip sync for you this week in honor of the gush of rowan character anuk well who else would we have but anuk from the 2013 eurovision song contest singing birds I believe this was a request, Mary. Is that true? Yes, Sister Mary Costa had recommended this, and mm. um, we uh, are happy to oblige because we are having a hard time finding Dutch songs. There's plenty of them, but it's nice to have a curated op- opportunity. Uh, and so, 
death. And this one, especially where we can have like birds attacking the stage or, you know, you can mix in clips from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh. I just there's so many things you could do here. You could be wearing Tippi Hedren's green dress from The Birds. <gasps> I mean, that's... oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That dress. Ah, oh. yeah. Oh, God. Tippy. Tippy can do. Yeah. Yeah. Tippy. <sighs> well, Mary's. That's all we got for you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Tutsies. Good.